0: Hi. Tiny wherever you listen to podcasts. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog and the trees of the Pacific Northwest. But it's what dies and grows, dies and grows once more in the fields that force me to warn you. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Stinking mud. I hate mud. Be a farmer, I thought. Much easier than being a log driver. Logging's for fools, I said. Now look at me. Covered in mud, always and forever.
0: The old farmer's clothes were thrown on hastily, hanging off his bony ancient shoulders. His chin was a stubbled field of white bristles. An echo of ages past. While the hair on his head was thinned and ear bald, only thin wisps remained, flitting about like a tattered flag.
1: Mud, mud, mud. My life is mud. I'm mud, you're mud, we're all mud. What I wouldn't do for some sand. Haul it up from the river, throw it all over everything, dry things out a bit. What do you think, Alfie? Hmm. Sounds about right, I think, Alfie.
0: As he marched through his land, a checkered board of dilapidated fields, the old farmer known as Alfie conversed with, well, himself. Life can get lonely on a farm.
1: What are we planting this year, old man? Hmm, I think some corn. My like corn. And of course the pumpkins for the uns. Then there's the apples. Ain't gotta do much for that. They just sprout up each year without much hand in them. What about potatoes? Hmm, nah. Everyone's grown potatoes. Boring, bland. Potatoes ain't gonna cut it.
0: The air was warm as the season changed. The last freeze of winter seemed to be behind the fort, but Alfie... Being the seasoned farmer knew better. He knew that fickle town always gave one last frigid push on a night least expected. It would most likely be after a long and wonderfully warm day without a cloud in the sky. As the moon would rise crystal clear and so bright the black night sky looked dark blue, that's when the last freeze would come. All the same, It didn't hurt to start planning and thinking and plotting.
1: I should make the most of the shaded back acres this year. What grows in shade? Probably something leafy. Most likely. But what about scallions? Scallions could work. But a field of scallions? Most people just grow them in the yard. Now what do you care, Alfie? You're old and bored, you need something to do. Hmm, I suppose that's true.
0: Most folks in the fort knew Alfie, knew he had a propensity to chatter on with himself as he walked through his fields, as well as through the town streets, often interrupting himself while talking with others. Initially, it had started as a gimmick, a gag Alfie had cooked up to scare off the more conservative straight-laced townsfolk. But as Alfie came to find, he rather liked his own company, and in fact, liked it quite a bit more than
1: he liked the company of others. Do I even like scallions? Because I'll probably have to end up eating most of myself. Not sure. Can you dry them? Not sure.
0: Before Alfie knew it, and despite what those individuals whispering that he was crazy thought, he did in fact know it. Malfi had become the eccentric farmer, the crazy man living all by himself with his pumpkin fields. Pumpkin fields that all the children would come to with their parents, plucking those gourds for Halloween, and those children with parents who cared less or couldn't afford one came in the cover of near night in the mists of twilight and pinched one from the crawling vines. Malfi didn't care, though. Didn't mind children stealing pumpkins so long as it meant they could enjoy the season. Beyond the pumpkin field, Alfie didn't care much for farming. He did plant each field, but he never carried through with a single harvest. Instead... He allowed whoever wanted to come and harvest themselves do so each fall. When everyone had their arms filled with food, Alfie would let the fields simply wither and rot in the wet and the rain. Slimy, browned, and brittle cornstalks beat into the ground by deer or children running through those fields. It was an odd life cycle that his farm and fields went through each year, but that's the way Alfie liked it. Alfie stepped over puddles, more spry and athletic than he looked, landing painlessly and silent on the other side. He held his walking stick in one hand, not using it to aid him in his balance, but rather gripping the middle and waving it as he pumped his arms, walking briskly through the field. It was a showpiece mostly, a prop which he could wave at children as he made toothless threats to get on home or else, as he pretended not to take delight in the fact that his land could be a kingdom of endless possibilities for the young ones. It also had the added benefit of being used as a prop for the stuffy folks who always came knocking that time of year to see if Alfie was ready to sell, or accept Jesus, Those two types of folks came in near equally irritating numbers. The second he'd see them in their starched-up trousers, he would double over, clinging for dear life to the staff. It made it more believable when he pretended he had gone deaf from age. Alfie had no time for pretentious, boring people. As Alfie climbed up the steep embankment of an irrigation ditch... The scarecrow, standing stuck to his pole and reluctantly watching the empty fields, came into view. But it was a splashing in the ditch as he crested the top of the dirt mound that caught his attention. Down in the shade of the ditch, hunched over in the mud half-sunken and leering up at him, were two bright eyes on a face that eluded daylight as if the soot smeared on that face ate it all hungrily and greedily Hello Alfie Where are we
2: off
1: to today? Oh no I got no time for your nonsense today Oh come now
2: That isn't any way to treat an old friend
1: Last I checked, I never called you such a thing in my life.
2: Hush hush, that isn't true, now is it?
1: Now don't start spouting hush hush, pretending like you aren't trying to slip a snake in the grass when I ain't looking. I've got things to do, places to be. Now, if you'll excuse me, I best be off to all those chores I got.
2: If you leave now, so rudely, without even showing me the respect due to an old friend, I'll make sure everyone finds out what you did
0: to poor Ben Laporte. A sickly, yellow, too-wide smile cut a slit in the darkness where his face should have been.
1: Will! Will! How's about we think about that for a second? Hear ye, hear ye. All who dwell in the fort, let me a man who is not a man, but instead made of some mystical sky dust.
2: I'm not made of sky
1: dust. Have some troubling news. Alfie Your beloved and senile pumpkin farmer is, in fact, and in secret, a terrible old wizard who, out of the goodness of his heart, tried to raise a lost child of here wonderful town from the dead. And that was after his brother was twisted by me, the aforementioned evil man made of black sky dust.
2: "'I told you I'm not made of—'
1: "'Tricked!' said innocent child's brother, "'who accidentally pushed him into a dark pit, "'which I probably dug, "'like the tiny, disgusting, old man I am with my bare heads. "'Oh, and by the way, "'he'd have no way of knowing "'about the boy in the first place "'if it weren't for our resident holier than thou abish mother Cyprian.' And without spoiling too much, let's just say she's got some cards up her righteous sleeves as well. Hmm, should we ponder for a moment how that would go over? There's not a civilized soul in the fort who would go believing that nonsense.
2: That isn't all you've done, though, is it?
1: Ooh, you mean Whiskers? No one knew Whiskers was ever dead in the first place. Forgive me for realizing the worth of a good farm cat. Nope, nope, not today. You ain't roping me into your nonsense.
2: Oh, Alfie, if only there were nonsense afoot. A little chaos always made things more delectable. I only came by to say hello and see
0: if you were dead yet.
1: All right, well, you've done just that now. Off with you.
0: As Alfie turned to leave, striding swiftly away from the ditch, the man, made of soot and ash, called out after him. Say
2: hello to Robert for me, won't you?
0: Alfie turned, stick raised. As he shifted his shoulder, turning on his heels in the mud to go and take a hearty swing at the man crouched in the shaded, slimy ditch. But he was gone. What a terrible way to ruin a beautiful day, Alfie mused and thought. The voice that spoke those words in his head were of a much younger man. The man he still saw himself as. The man... had a life ahead of him and none of these troubles behind him a man who had faded away many years ago Alfie thought about turning, heading home kicking off his boots, peeling his feet free from his socks and sleeping the day away now that that filth the filth of that man lingered in the air he knew he should nothing good ever followed once his eyes set their gaze on Alfie something bothered him about that way that man had said Robert. How dare he put his brother's name in his mouth. After everything how dare he utter that name. He continued walking through the fields trying to brush away the weight that hung on his rickety shoulders. He tried to shake loose the jitters that had been laid like little termite eggs in his knees setting his joints on fire. Alfie stared forward stubbornly counting his steps, focusing on the way the mud sloshed about under his weight as he drove forward, his initial purpose for heading out into his land, lost in the inflamed map of his mind. Damn him. Damn him and his words and his existence and his need to poke and prod and burn everything around him to the ground. Damn him for blotting out the light Of all that was good in Alfie's life So that all that remained was his yellow-toothed grin And his eyes which leered out at Alfie from the darkness and despair Alfie stopped walking abruptly Breathing heavily He stood uncomfortably Feeling the pinch in his back that had greeted him around the ripe age of sixty and never left Gripped his faux walking stick tightly. He could feel his skin pressed against the wood fibers of that cane. Malfi breathed in deeply, trying to drag the air deep into his lungs, trying to drag it past the tension that made him feel claustrophobic in his own body. Feeling defeated, he dropped his arms loosely at his side, throwing his right hand into his pocket where a small, sharp and sheathed knife sat hidden. Without pulling it from his pocket, Alfie pressed on the stiff leather strap that held the knife in place, releasing the hook as he withdrew the small dagger. Turning to his right, standing firm in place, Alfie looked up, well aware that he would most likely be doing Exactly what the man in the ditch had intended for him to do. He couldn't help himself. The trouble of not knowing weighed on him. The unresolved torture that suckered at his consciousness, dragging him forward, its tentacles planning and plotting his movement. Alfie raised the knife. And one by one, he cut. The thick, rough threads that held lips that looked too real to belong to a scarecrow shut.
1: Figured I'd come say hello to my dear brother. Had a little visit from her old friend today. You don't suppose you have some good news, perhaps? Anything delightful happened to you lately? See anything pretty? A nice sunrise, perhaps? The bond, children, headed towards the well and old woods. What did you just say? Tom and Becky.
0: Alfie stood, pondering the words his brother spoke with his straw-filled mouth and his straw-filled lungs.
1: When will you let me rest, Alfie? When will you set me free? Of that. You always whine and complain, but you're doing just fine. Set me
2: free.
0: Alfie shook his head, hushing his scarecrow brother as he pulled out a leather shoelace. He then began to thread it through the holes in Robert's lips, closing them shut once more. Alfie watched as Robert's chest gave one last shudder before deflating... The air that rustled the hay bits that filled them, seeping out through the seams and gone. The well was a place that reached deep into the earth, much deeper than it had any business going. Items tossed, whether by curiosity or for luck, into the well made a splash many seconds later. It was a curious place which had, for one reason or another, been decided as being romantic by teen lovebirds. Romantic or not, it was most definitely not a place for children to play. Alfie picked his stick up off the ground and brushed it against his pant leg to get the worst of the mud off before setting off once more, leaving his brother standing vigilant and alone in one of his many acres, as Alfie headed off towards the well. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be, but it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church, or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open? Or perhaps you'd rather help build a mausoleum for the ones who will never die, In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free, as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity, by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash thetownwhispers. If you would like to support us in other ways, please consider following us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at the Town Whispers, or by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com.
3: The ghost of you inside of my head What I'm supposed to do The blood has been shed He got a dark past And a soul that's unveiled.